For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Raider Nation, and welcome to another edition of the Believe in Raiders podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dennis Ackerman. The Raiders season opener is just over a week away as they'll open up at Carolina Sunday, September the 13th. Panthers are led by first-year head coach Matt Rule. No fans will be in attendance, so you could say it will be more like a neutral site game. Raiders are currently two-and-a-half-point favorites, and if you're feeling good about the silver and black, then head to betonline.ag today and sign up to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. My guest for this week's podcast is the main sports anchor at KSNV, the NBC affiliate in Las Vegas. He's a former CNN SI colleague of mine, a friend, and might I say an outstanding hoops player. Welcome, Brian Salmon. Brian, welcome to the podcast, and thanks so much for joining me. Oh, my God. D.A., bringing out the sum, and we're like blood brothers because of that, my guy. (laughs) Hey, are you still playing hoops? How's the game these days? Of course, man. I mean, that's... Before the whole COVID-19 deal, I played, and that's the way I, I stay in shape because I, I don't want to have, like, the fattest face on television, so I try to play basketball to stay in shape. But, uh, yeah, the, the hoop game is still it's, – it's still wet, man. This jumper's still wet. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. Well, let me tell you, you're going to get to some point uh, in your hoop career where your mind says make this move and your body reacts seven seconds later, and by then it's too late. You know what's funny about that? I'm at that point. Like, I, I'm definitely the old man when, when a, this young kid called me, like, OG on the court. I'm like, oh, God. I almost started crying. I almost started crying on the basketball court. But, but I'm definitely super slow. But, you know, like, you, they always say this. Like, your elbow never goes away. You can always shoot. So, I can shoot. So, that's, that's my claim to fame these days. Right. Hey, uh, Raiders two-and-a-half-point favorites against Carolina. You think that's about right? It actually shocks me. It actually shocks me that they're two point, two and a half point favorite. I, I was talking to Lincoln Kennedy the other day, one of the Raider greats, because uh, I was I hosted a um, Raiders training camp special with him. Okay. And he said that the game that scares him the most is that game in Carolina and not the game against the Saints. He said that um, being that they're going up against a team that they sh- they feel like they probably should beat, that they may not may not maybe not be overconfident, but they're going against a team team that they feel like they should beat and they may not um, bring it as much as they normally would bring it against a team like the Saints in their first home game. So that shocked me. But yeah, the the Raiders is a favorite at Carolina. Good for them. Let's get this going. Let's get this season going. Let's talk some Raiders right now. Hey, I want to begin off the field with you and ask you, how have the Raiders integrated themselves within the Vegas community? Man, that is a perfect question. And the Raiders have been absolutely perfect with integrating themselves into the Vegas community. And one, they had a model to look at and to kind of 
to, to follow with the Golden Knights and how they did everything perfectly as far as like community relations, having the players out. And obviously um, October 1, which was horrible here in Vegas when, you know, the shootings happened. But the Golden Knights, they went into the community, kind of ingrained themselves in the community. The Raiders have, they've done a ton of just community service. Uh, Mike Taylor, who was the community guy with the Raiders, we've been in contact with him. We've done all kinds of different outings with players at high school football games years before they even got here. And probably the biggest thing that they've done, which is just amazing to me, is Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, the most accessible owner I think I've ever seen in sports by far. He sits on the glass for the Golden Knight games and has for like the past two years. He sits at midcourt for the WNBA Las Vegas Aces game. He's done that season ticket holder, doesn't miss any games. And you see him all, I've, I've seen him at fights with John Gruden, just walking through the MGM, shaking hands, kissing babies. I mean, he's been so visible here in this community. Uh, I think the Raider Nation has uh, really moved to Las Vegas, and I think they're a beloved team here so far. Almost sounds like Mark is maybe the, ver- the mayor of Vegas. Man, he's, I mean, he's, he's literally everywhere. I'm shocked. I mean, you know, like I know, you don't see owners all over the place like that. NFL owners just accessible like that. I mean, he's, he's literally every, every uh, Las Vegas Aces game that you can think of. Not a ton of fans in the crowd. He's sitting at midcourt with a big smile on his face, man, watching the game. All right, let's move to news on the field now. On Tuesday, the Raiders placed wide receiver Tyrell Williams on IR because of a torn labrum in his shoulder. His season is over. It's time for the young guns to step up. I'm speaking, of course, about Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards, and Hunter Renfro. Man, how about that for a gut punch, right? I mean, when I, when I saw that news, Tyrell Williams is, was out for the season. A guy who last year, in the first part of the season, he was on my fantasy team. He was, he was balling. He was balling, then he got hurt, and he ended up missing a, a good portion of the season last year. This year coming in, okay, maybe he can be the number one if he stays healthy. You got Hunter, you got HR3 is what I'm calling him, Henry Ruggs third. You know, to, to kind of blow the top off it so they, they can't double him or whatever. He's going to get a, a good opportunity, or he was, and then he goes down. But as you said, they got a bunch of young guns, man. Uh, Henry Ruggs third. Uh, I had an interview with Mike Mayock in which he said that, you know, a lot of guys look fast on tape. Henry Ruggs III, when you're on the field, he feels fast. He says he feels like Tyreek um, Hill. Like, you can feel the speed. So, I guess he's he's impressed thus far. Uh, camp is over now, but he, he impressed thus far. Um, Brian Edwards, they've had a lot of good things to say about him. I mean, what's not to love about a guy who spells his name B-R-Y-A-N? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> I mean, you, you got to start right there. I mean, the guy's great. But uh, he's he's been very good. And another surprise uh, that you may not have been on your radar is Lynn Bowden Jr. I'm calling him LBJ, but Lynn Bowden Jr., the guy they got out of Kentucky, he's a Swiss Army knife. He played quarterback, played running back, played receiver. I think John Gruden really, really likes him and just his versatility. And then Hunter Renfro, obviously, he had a very good second half of the season. Again, in doing this show with Lincoln Kennedy, we talked, and one of the questions we was asked to him was, um, who do you think is going to lead the team in catches? And he said Hunter Renfro. I thought he would say Hunter Renfro, not Darren Waller. But the, the thinking behind it, which I understand, is uh, Waller, everyone knows that he's a go-to guy for Carr. So, you know, they're going to do like they used to do with Jimmy Graham is, you know, probably try to put two guys on him. So someone's going to be open, and maybe it's Hunter. So I want to follow up with Waller because I, I want to throw this out to you and tell me what you think. I think he's a converted wide receiver 
who's yeah. now playing tight end. I could see a scenario where they split him out at wide receiver more, and maybe Jason Witten gets more reps at tight end or perhaps Foster Moreau. What do you think about that? That's, that's not a, a bad um, – that's not a bad idea. Uh, I don't think he will play wide receiver, but I can see sets in which they have two tight ends on the field, and maybe they, they put, um, you know, like Waller out wide, and they put Jason Witten in the inside so he can go and post up somewhere because, you know, he's a, probably the slowest person in the NFL, <laughs> lineman included. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but, no, I, I can see that. And then Foster Moreau, obviously, he's kind of coming into his own. Maybe he has a very good season because a lot of people are thinking that, you know, Waller's going to have a lot of attention. He's going to have a whole lot of attention. I don't know if he's fast enough to kind of go on the outside. Uh, I think on the inside, if they can get him matched up with a linebacker, that's what they'll try to do. But we'll see. I mean, you know, John Gruden, I mean, he's got like a, what, a 9,000-page playbook. So right. <laughs> there's probably something in there for him like that. Brian, where does Nelson Aguilar kind of fit in the big picture? I know Gruden's been raving about him during training camp, former Philadelphia Eagles, signed a one-year deal with the Raiders. What do you think? Well, I think probably like what you think, and I'm guessing, let me ask you this. When you think Nelson Aguilar, what's the first thing that comes to your head? Do you remember that, that, uh, that, that instance in Philadelphia with the fan? Yes. Who, uh... <laughs> who saved the baby, and then he said, I'm not dropping him like Nelson Aguilar. I was like – Wow, did he really just go there? Exactly, exactly. Like, anytime I think of Aguilar, that's the first thing that comes in my head, just hilarious. But, um, yeah, Gruden has been – he's been talking pretty highly about him, but probably more about um, the the Swiss Army knife guy I was talking about as far as, like, Limbone Jr. in, in Ruggs. Uh, I think maybe Aguilar may be a player that he thinks he can surprise people with by not talking about him. Gruden just had like a, a press conference the other day in which he he said basically he said I'm not going to talk highly about anybody and anything that we're doing because I don't want to give people a game plan on us since no one's given us any kind of game plan or we haven't seen anybody else so I'm not going to say anything basically that, that's basically what he said. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's go over to the other side of the football now the defense uh Monday they released cornerback Prince Amukamara, I think a lot of people thought he was going to be a starter when they signed him in the offseason. So, Brian, do you think it was a case of what Amukamara wasn't doing in training camp, or is it more of a case of what the younger guys were doing, including first-round pick Damon Arnett, or maybe just a combination of both? You know what? I, I think I, – I, I don't think it was what he was not doing because I was shocked. I mean, almost as, shock, almost as shocked as I was when I found out that Tyrell Williams was out for the season. Like, that one really kind of hit me. Like, goodness gracious, that guy can't win for losing. But Amukamura, I thought that he was going to be – I thought he was going to be a, a fixture. I thought he was going to do something with this team. I think they're very, very impressed with what Damon Arnett is doing. Netway, that's his, uh, that's his nickname, Netway. Um, I keep referencing this just because it's, it's where I've gotten a lot, of, um, a lot of my material and just my information from. But the training camp show that we did – uh, we had a, a piece in which Arnett and Henry Ruggs were both mic'd up and it showed them going one-on-one -on -one and everything. And Arnett is running right alongside Ruggs, caught an interception off him. I mean, he, he looked, he looked good. And you know, he ran like the four or five, I guess in the combine, but he seems like he has that game speed and he's, he's a good kid. I, I did a podcast um, in which he was a guest in person. And it was maybe like a 45-minute podcast, talk with him. He's a great kid. You can see the intensity, the competitive nature in this kid. 
Uh, I think he is pumped. I think he is really, really, really pumped. I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be really good. Who talked more trash when they were mic'd up? Was it Arnett or Ruggs? Arnett? By far. I, I can still ring in my head when he caught the uh, touchdown. He's like, you going to tell him to stop playing with the net. Tell him to stop playing with the net. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. It's great. Yeah, he's he got a little mouthpiece on Let him. me get you out of here on this. There's so many storylines uh, with the season just right around the corner. We've got Derek Carr. we got the wide receiver position now. The entire defense as a whole with Paul Gunther. What's the biggest storyline that you're going to be watching heading into week one? Wow. Um, maybe a few. One, Carr is a big one, man, because, like, he, he needs to play well. Like, he needs to play well. He needs to maybe take more chances. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to try to – needs to get the ball downfield. Needs to, they need to score points when they get in the red zone. I mean, they're one of the worst teams at, at converting, even though they got a lot of yards. And they're one of the better teams in gaining yards, but – not one of the better teams in scoring. So I think that's a big storyline. Um, the linebacking core is something that we had been talking a whole lot during this training camp show. Uh, Nick Kwiatkowski is a guy that they're looking to do a lot. Um, Littleton, um, they're looking for him to do a whole lot as well. The linebackers and how well they play, I think, will be key. And then, especially right now, I think how the receivers play. I think that's going to be a huge one. I mean, last year, they – if they would have had Antonio Brown, I think the season would have been a lot different. They had a, a true number one, a guy that Derek Carr could count on. And I thought that maybe, again, that uh, Williams would have been that guy this season. This year, they're going in with a bunch of rookies, as you said, a bunch of young guys. You have no idea, like, how that whole thing is going to play out. So I think that's a that, – that, to me, that's probably my biggest storyline that I'm going to look at is how well will the receivers play. Even though Gruden, at heart – Again, Kennedy was telling me this, at heart, is a guy who likes to run the football. Yeah, he's, I mean, he loves balance on offense. He's a 50-50 uh, pass run guy, and he always yeah. has been. Yeah. So, you know? I mean, Josh Jacobs, they, they've been sitting him a lot, even during training camp, like not using him a whole ton, and they're not even doing anything, really. Uh, you remember last year, he didn't play – I don't think he played at all during the preseason, but they, they used – he's going to be their workhorse. He's good. He's, he's really, very good. Really good. I, I said, I said this last. I said if he didn't miss three out of the last four games, he would have been offensive rookie of the year. There is no doubt in my mind. Yes, you're in my head because I said the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> exact same thing. You know, you're right, man. So uh, I think if he has a good season, like he will. Uh, Derek Carr plays. If he plays like he played a couple of years ago, and if the receivers, if the receivers overachieves, then. I mean, they have a, an opportunity to be a the second-best team in the division. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think linebacker is the position I'm going to be watching the most because especially the middle of the line, middle linebacker position, it's been a revolving door there. They just have not had anybody been able to come in and lock yeah. that position down. So we'll keep an eye on that. But uh, good stuff, man. Really, really appreciate the time to uh, join me for the podcast. Man, it's over already? That's it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, that was sweet, man. Hey, I appreciate you reaching out, man. I mean, obviously, I, I love talking to you. Anytime I've seen you just in random places, like, that's my guy, DA. <laughs> I enjoy seeing you, enjoy talking to you. So, absolutely, anytime you need me, man, just hit me up. Definitely. All right, Raider Nation, that's going to do it for this week's Bleed in Raiders podcast, Bleed Podcast Network. I'm Dennis Ackerman, and thanks so much for listening.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.